Welcome to the Jazz Shapers podcast from Mishkondorea. What you're about to hear was originally broadcast on Jazz FM. However, the music has been cut due to rights issues. This is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Welcome to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, bringing the shapers of the business world together with the musicians shaping jazz, soul and blues. My guest today is Priya Lakani OBE, founder and CEO of Century Tech, a company creating AI-powered learning tools to transform education. Having left her career as a barrister to build the UK's first fresh Indian sauce company, Masala Masala, based on her mum's traditional recipe, Priya's sauces were on Waitrose shelves in less than a year after launch. And the company's philanthropic arm went on to provide over 3 million meals and thousands of vaccines to the underprivileged in India and Africa. Shocked to learn that nearly 20% of UK children are underperforming in school, Priya turned her attention to how new technologies could help shake up education. In 2013, she launched Century Tech, their vision for every teacher and learner to have access to intelligent tools that help them succeed. Century uses AI and neuroscience to understand each student's individual strengths, weaknesses and behaviours and tailors their learning and assessments accordingly. It's now used by teachers and students around the world with improvements in outcomes and reduced teacher workload. Hello, firstly. It's very, it's very good to have you. I, I know that you think I say this to everyone that I finally get to come on the programme that I've been looking to get you for a while. I have, because your name has come up many, many times, partly because you seem slightly polymathic and unusual. The lawyer that was then also an entrepreneur that's into education, that's kind of into AI. You're kind of weird. In, it's kind of weird that... that, that, um, that <laughs> kind of mad, you have, you, crazy you've also, chaotic. Yeah, crazy, chaotic, but also kind of like you're doing a journalist as well. So who are you and how did we get here? How in 2023? I, know, I really like your intro, so can we stick with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? You can package someone up and go, look how glossy and simple it is. And of course, life is not a straight no, line. And when you were little, when you were younger... Was yeah. Priya going to become an entrepreneur? No, um, probably. I don't know. I think the thing is, when I was little, I just didn't know what I wanted. Um, I was really naive. I think that's probably the best way of describing me. Naive um, or young? You're being hard on yourself. No, so, no, 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 really naive. <laughs> I'm telling you that now. I think my husband says that to me. He says, but in a, in a nice way. He said, thank goodness you were naive. I think um, I didn't realise actually how challenging and how difficult the world actually is. I think I was sort of brought up with uh, uh, so India, East African Indian culture, parents who very typically from that culture, very, very focused on education. Very first, focused. first generation here for you? I'm first generation, yep. so born and bred in Manchester. Well, in Hale in Cheshire. So my husband says, stop saying you're from Manchester because you're not. <laughs> so you're from the posh bit. From the, yeah, you're from the Manchester United footballer area. Um, and um, but, but really brought up in, and I would say sort of a, a very wrapped up in cotton wool way which is quite typical, actually, for females from that culture. And so, you know, things things were supposed to be a bit like a Disney film, I suppose. And then you get out into the real world and, you know, you just realise, actually, that there's lots of challenge. But fortunately, I've been brought up also in a very entrepreneurial environment. So my father is an entrepreneur and I've seen them have to persevere through challenges in business, in life. In general, I've heard the stories about when family members were thrown out of Uganda by Idi Amin. I've, you know, lived with that. So, you know, all of these things shape us. Mm. Um, and, uh, um, but yes, I don't, I don't, I think as a child, I mean, basically being told by my teachers that I wasn't very smart um, and I was never going to be a barrister because I'm female from an ethnic minority and not smart enough to go to Oxbridge. So that kid 
actually wasn't sure what she'd be. They popped in my traits into the... Do you remember the, at school they had those computers? Ba- the the they, terrible battery test. In the librarian. I was going to be a landscape gardener, according to the yeah, test so, that I did, so which was really accurate. Te- yes, yeah, so they put me in this, uh, <laughs> this, this tight stuff, this stuff in the library. I remember being at the library. And then she sort of spat out the results and gave them to me. And I had to go home and tell my East African Indian parents who were like, you know, you must become a doctor, a lawyer or an accountant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had to tell them that actually I'm going to be a plumber or a librarian. <laughs> and so, you know, my dad didn't take to that too well um, just because that's not what their expectations were. And so, you know, yeah, that kid, no, I think if you'd said barrister, then run a, a company in the FMCG sector and then AI, I think I would have just looked at you and just thought you're mad. You talk about that kid, and I've I've got four kids, and and I have conversations with some of them now, three teenagers, and one of them happened to say, you know, I'm not that kid I was when I was ten or eleven. I kind of reinvented myself. I'm like, well, you haven't. You're, I think you're the same person. You may have just worked out what you want to do. Did you though reinvent? Do you now look at your life and go, I kind of got it sorted here? Uh, No, not really. I think when I look and reflect on the journey, my values are the same. And I think that's what really matters. I think what you're doing and, you know, what path you choose, those things can change. And actually, I think being adaptable and being agile is essential, particularly as the world is advancing, technology is advancing. We've got all sorts of areas that are being disrupted. But what is consistently the same are the values. And that's really important because it was actually a very young age when I was around six years old. I remember spending lots of time on these long holidays in parts of East Africa. So this was in Nairobi in Kenya. And um, I really didn't like what I saw. I didn't like the fact that, you know, your term time in Hale in Cheshire and then holidays in a, in a large home where you have servants who live in servant quarters, that just felt incredibly wrong. And so that that mission that I decided for myself at a very young age that I wanted to try and do something to have a positive impact on the world and, and help those that were less privileged than myself because I was very spoiled growing up in, in like the nicest possible way. But my parents, you know, provided everything for me. And um, that, that set of values and that mission, you know, always trying to act with kindness, always try and do the right thing. I mean, that's some of us will slip up sometimes, but, but just having those sets of values is what is what creates you. And then, yes, if you want to see yourself as reinventing yourself, then maybe that's the healthy way to look at it. But I think you'll generally find that people stay very, very core to the values that they they decide for themselves at a young age. Your values that you talked about, you referenced a couple, and then you talked about mission quite quickly. You talked about kindness. And I think you said very early on, you were, it sounds like you were six, when you said, this isn't right. You're inculcated with that sense of justice. My thesis about most people that become lawyers, and I talk about this a lot, <laughs> in the day job, as it were, is that there is a burning sense of social justice in most people that become lawyers at some point. Is that true for you then? Is that where that, that went? It was literally a straight line <laughs> between uh, yeah. uh, how do you change the world, equity and justice. Oh, that's what a lawyer does. I like the one who wears the wig and the gown. Looks a bit like a cape in the wind. <laughs> that's the barrister, by the way. In case you didn't know, for those people that are barrister, of course, you do know that. But if not, yeah. uh, so you you had a mini pupil. You, you went down that route, but very quickly went into the world of journalism. And again, not by chance, because if you're a, a person that is very interested in the in the news, then it's probably likely that you're going to end up in it some form. I didn't know it would. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it would be. I, I sort of I, actually, I, you know, when I was a kid, I really said to my parents, I actually also liked the media a lot, but that wasn't a, a wise choice <laughs> to the uh, to the very traditional parents who sort of like the doctors, lawyers, and accountants. But when I said barrister, they were they were incredibly very very happy with that. My school said there's no way that she'll do that, and then obviously we persevered and. 
Did that make you more belligerent, though, to say, excuse me, don't tell me what I can't or can do? I didn't fight for my education. My dad did. So he would call the school. He would uh, argue with them. I was incredibly embarrassed. And I think we've all got to be honest, is when we're kids, we don't think, oh, wow, my dad's shouting at my head teacher. We just think, oh, my goodness, this is terrible and I'm mortified. But when I reflect on that, that was one of the first examples where I saw somebody fighting for something. They were fighting to challenge the status quo because it's not just about fighting the head teacher, it's fighting this idea that in the 90s, barristers were white men who went to Oxbridge. And so that has really has an impact on me later in life. Richard Harpin, who is the founder of HomeServe, who's one of my heroes in business, said to me when I was running the food company that I went on to found, he said, no plus, no plus, no plus, no plus, no plus time equals a yes. And it is it perfectly encapsulates perseverance and the idea of, you know, when you receive the no's, when the naysayers come at you. And the, and the naysayers are really interesting because I've met them when I was becoming a barrister. I met them when I was running a food company. I, you know, how can you possibly get a supply chain together? How could you possibly get into supermarkets? I certainly met them when I was trying to raise money for Century and I did lots of pitches to VCs and investors and I don't know how many I've met, but how on earth can you create an AI company? You're not a former Google engineer from one. You know, I remember being yelled at in Cambridge, go home and stop wasting everyone's time. I remember all of these these moments. The naysayers are not just, oh, look, I'm not going to invest in you and I don't know how you're going to do, but best of luck. It's generally, no, you're not going to succeed and here are all the reasons that I think why. And I think that that uh, early, very early experience of seeing my father challenge the status quo and saying, you know, I don't care if she's not a white male who's going to Oxbridge. This is what she wants to do and you will open up that path for her. Really taught me in practice, the idea of perseverance. And for an entrepreneur, that is gold dust because you will always hit challenges. You will always be in a situation where you are facing some sort of adversity or, you know, there's a no or that sale needs to go through or you can't reach that customer or you can't get the investment or whatever. You know, the growth rate's not as high as you wanted it to be. And and it's all about finding an adapting approach and, and that perseverance that gets you through. But how in all of that, and, and, I, and I can see, because again, all you need to do is look back and go, well, I did, get masala masala going I, I did become a barrister actually and i have gone and raised some money so whoever was rude to me thank you very much take your rudeness elsewhere but there must be an emotional hit there just is i mean all yeah. of us have had a no and you go if you're not yeah, in the mood hurts. you're feeling like you're punched in the stomach so how do you if you're continuously feeling like that how do you kind of keep going no no i'm gonna carry on persevering because perseverance it sounds like a great bumper sticker but the yeah. truth behind it is there's a a person yeah it it, it does i mean look when i was Thinking about Century Tech and I was forming the idea, I remember writing on a piece of paper in pencil on the top corner at two in the morning, I am in over my head because I was looking at other companies in the US and you know everyone had a sort of PhD or a master's from MIT. I wasn't even smart enough to get into an MIT when I was younger. So I was thinking, am I absolutely crazy? But I don't know, I sort of, you'd get up in the morning the next day and it'd be a bit like that energizer bunny and just keep on going. But the, the reason really why is because as you meet people who will say no you do meet people who you know spur you on and wish you on so I've got some of the most wonderful and incredible supportive investors who are on my cap table who did invest in me they did say yes and so it's very very easy to sit and think of the naysayers some of them actually say no and they give you pretty good feedback and advice and you've got to be really honest with yourself and not drink your own Kool-Aid and go home and think actually what can I learn from that but when I wasn't winning with venture capital you know, and I, and I really thought, why, why is this not working? 
And I did look at diversity stats in the end and I thought, right, okay. And then also, you know, you do have the moments, obviously, if someone gives you a hotel key card in the Charlotte Street Hotel in your sixth meeting and says, I've got a room for us upstairs, or you have various moments like that, then it's a little bit undeniable what's going on. Mm. So I just changed approach. And actually, I went to high net worth investors. I use the SEIS brilliant scheme that we have in the UK. I raised from family offices. And, and then I found an area where I could go and raise investment from. And then as you succeed, you're sort of proving it to yourself, even though you might not be sitting there on some, you know, big armchair having a, a moment thinking, oh, look, you know, there are positive moments. Those people do keep you going. And, and the biggest reason, and, and it really is the biggest reason, and I hear this from all of my founder friends, is it's the passion for the project. You know, I, I will die trying to get this technology in front of all students, whether they are five years old to 95 years old, because I fundamentally believe and I know from the data, it works. And so I think for me, it's how could I not? Mm. You know, I'd, I'd be mortified at the thought of I'm going to give up over a random person saying, no, that's not going to work or being a bit sceptical. In my mind, it's like, well, you haven't looked at the data. You haven't heard what the market has to say and you don't fundamentally understand it now if that's my job not communicating it properly then that's, that's my fault then that's, that's a, my that's fault and i should thing. learn from that but um but but that's what keeps you going and you know and there are investors who are fantastic and who support you in the right way who who ensure that you know and they may have a board seat they may not but if you reach out to the right people and you surround yourself with the right energy then you know nothing you're unstoppable yeah and that's what we need our innovators to be Stay with you for much more from my guest there. It's Priya Lakhani. She'll be back in a couple of minutes. And she's the founder and CEO of Century Tech AI. Neuroscience equals better way of educating around the world. Right now, though, we're going to hear a clip from the Mishcon Academy digital sessions. They can be found on all the major podcast platforms. Mishcon Dres, Tom Grogan, CEO of MDRXEC, the digital transformation business, talks about Web 3.0, the next iteration of the internet apparently, and what businesses and individuals need to be thinking about when formulating their Web3 strategies and pursuing valuable, impactful projects. The Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions. Conversations on the legal topics affecting businesses and individuals today. Web1 is very much the beginnings of the internet. It's the internet of, of reading. The internet used to basically just be a mass catalogue of websites that you could go on and read stuff. Web2 very much the era of the internet that has seen the explosion of the likes of the social media giants and e-commerce is the internet of reading and creating. So whether or not that is creating your social media profile or interacting with posts with, with likes or if anyone remembers pokes on Facebook, all of these more interactive experiences that have sort of characterized the Web 2 of today. Web 3 is the next step of that where we hope that we'll be able to transact value directly so it will become the, the internet of, of read, create and own. The Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions. To access advice for businesses that is regularly updated, please visit mishcon.com. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. All our former business shapers await you on the Jazz Shapers podcast. And indeed, you can delight in this very program again if you pop the words jazz and shapers. That wasn't too complicated. Into your podcast platform of choice. Or if you've got a smart speaker, be nice to it, of course, and do ask it to play Jazz Shapers. And there you'll find a taster of our recent shows. But back to today, it's Priya Lakhani OB, founder and CEO of Century Tech, a company creating AI-powered learning tools. 
So from Masala Masala, which sounds like quite an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know, for the, it, you know, it's a bit. There's a theme though in my head brewing, which is. I've got a good idea. I don't really care if I know about food. I'll learn. Yeah, that's I've, exactly. I've got it. a good idea about education. I do care about education, but I don't really know about AI, artificial intelligence. I'll learn. I'm, I'm not a good but, I, but I learned. Yeah. I, I think there was a. You were robbed, and then you want to learn about PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. You want to learn about how you fix it. You sort of zoom in and you go deep very quickly. Yeah, I read every single journal that relates to PTSD because I wanted to get better and I, I didn't know how to get better. And everyone kept doing sort of things like CBT and it wasn't working. And then once, it was actually a psychiatrist who was very, very clever, who spent a bit of time with me and said, you know, the way that you work is that you're an engineer. And obviously nobody has said that to me ever before in my life. And I said, what do you mean? I don't understand. He said, you like to know how things work. Yeah. And he said, so why don't you go and research PTSD? There's not much on it at the time. And so I read, I sat in the British Library and I read every single medical journal on PTSD and how it works and the relationship in the brain between, for example, the hippocampus and the amygdala and what was happening. And then was able to then go out on the streets and be normal in the way mm. that I wanted to be again. Um, but I learned a lot about neuroscience and actually that was serendipity in a sense. Kind of, but I think not because you're, came, well, you're drawn came to handy. it. Yes, but then, then this confluence of things, the neuroscience plus the AI plus this burning desire to make education better we now arrive at the time when you go 2013 hello i'm going to create this business and yeah. i'm not an engineer but you are an engineer and there you go there's the do you remember those <laughs> books when we i don't know if you're you're old enough but they were how things work they were literally yeah, hardback before oh, yeah, I love before those. internet they yeah. were there and i'm yeah i like to read and, and try to understand i like but, how things i love learning i think that's the thing i love, I learning. love I, learning i wasn't great with osmosis i've got to be honest and, and my children still take the mickey that your dad you can't actually just just find osmosis but anyway that's a different point in 2013 you set you set this thing up. There, there was a five year gestation period, as I read, between then and actually charging people for the thing that you yeah, created. Yeah, that's right. Are you a patient person, Priya? No, definitely not. So I'm what in always, those? What were you? You, know, you had to just, do it right. No, right. so you had to do it right. So I had the idea. Then I had to. So first, I was like, right, well, how does this stuff work? So I went away for tears and learned how AI works. You know, and I, and I got a bit hooked, okay? So the point is I go down rabbit holes. So if I decide I like something, then that's it. I want to know everything about it. So I was on, you know, courses online back doing calculus and it was kind of ridiculous, like trying to work out how to build a neural network. And I was like, okay, this is how you apply it. These are the neuroscientific theories that are really relevant when it comes to learning. Let's smash the whole thing together. There was a massive problem. And the problem was, <laughs> I thought, right, here's this platform that we need to build, this technology, but where's the data that then trains, that trains the, the algorithms? And there wasn't any. So imagine all the data in school. It's in, a, it's in an exercise book that's just been recycled. Yeah. They get thrown away every year. So how did you get so, it out and put it into a, well, that's a large so you language can't. model? So you can't. And what you, yeah, so it's not a large language model. So we've actually built a, a telemetry system and it's a non-generative telemetry. So we're tracking movements and we have this sort of transform it is a supervised machine learning but it's a non-generative artificial intelligence but the, how do you do that anyway and the point is is that you need all the data so we actually needed to first build the platform which we released in 2015 then from 2015 to 2018 we had it in schools but it just had subject content the key is that the architecture of the system was able to track the movements and and, and essentially that data was stored and then we had to clean that. So you have to train it and then you have to build your, your AI essentially. So you don't get AI overnight. It doesn't just turn up. And this is one of the biggest, I think, misconceptions. And there's lots of startups with, you know, that say they've got AI. And you, I think we've got to all be better consumers of AI and say, well, you know, how does that work? What are the inputs? Where are mm. the inputs from? 
And when you start asking those questions, then you can start leaning into really important questions such as bias and discrimination with different technologies. So essentially, we had to basically build a system that could store the data, collect the data, and then build proprietary AI that learns how the brain learns. That went live in 2018. But while you're doing all of that, just to to put this in context, you're building a business, there are humans around and you're saying, I need to smash together these different disciplines, Mm -hmm. and you've got to raise money to oh, go yeah. to go Every do year. these things yeah. and you've got to retain your sanity yeah because and, and so just in a nutshell before we go to professor longer appropriately how did you manage to do all of that because one thing is technical and it's your engineering kind of view of the world and going deep but the other things are incredibly practical they're the things uh, that go along with building a business or did you just not think about it yeah i don't really didn't really break it down like that you just entrepreneurs just just figure out what they've got to do and go and do it. And if you're not sure about something, you ask for a lot of help, you do the research, you find it. I mean, being a barrister helps, you find the answer. And and you just go ahead and you, you learn and you adapt approach and you learn from mistakes. You, I mean, I enjoy it. The thing is, I actually genuinely thrive on it. I don't think of it as a job. I don't think I'm going to work. I'm like, you know, this is what we're doing. We're building this. So you put all the pieces together. The biggest question, the most important question to ask, I think, in, in both journeys was I called the teachers and the head teachers. And I said, tell me the day that if I turn this off, you'll start crying. <laughs> and that's literally, literally word for word what I asked them. And they said, okay. And I thought, because if you're not going to cry when I turn this thing off, then I haven't achieved true product market fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it's going to be really hard to raise money because this thing actually is, is not going to become essential and it's not actually changing lives. In 2018, we turned on the recommendation engine. They called me and said, please don't ever turn this off. And that was the day that we started... Um, having schools subscribe to it and that was the day that we started to grow and it's been an adventure ever since but but you know don't forget this isn't me this is the team no, right we come up with the ideas but i love the i love the way the you are, you articulate the question the positive the question which is when i start crying then you know you've got you've got something brilliant stay with me for much more from my business shape it's priya lakani and she's ceo and founder of century tech your husband now works in this business he does what's that like great is He's, it though? yeah yeah is that what you say to you know No, genuinely. I mean, if I'm going to work with someone where I've put my the last decade of my life into it, and you just want to trust someone implicitly with the fact that they're going to work as hard, whatever is needed, whatever it takes to make it work, then why would I want to work with anyone else? And the skill set. He's he's also brilliant. I mean, as I say, the skill set. What is he? So, what's he brilliant at that you're not brilliant at? So he's he does sort of the the CFO, COO. You know, I will throw a lot of balls in the air um, and I will go out there on product. I will, you know, ensure that we are really pushing the boundaries on the engineering front, on all of that. And then on running the business, you know, making sure that the operations are absolutely in place on all of that sort of nitty gritty stuff. You know, he's absolutely brilliant. And so I think what we have to do is play to our strengths Mm. and um, what I'm able to do because of him and the entire team at Century, to be fair, we have top talent at the company, is I'm able to play to my strengths. They're all able to play to theirs. And it just, it works absolutely brilliantly. I couldn't be more proud. Is your... <laughs> I do, I just love my team. Yes. Sorry, I was going to the end no, of the no, earth and back, lovely. but any one of them, they are just... I, I, yeah, I'm in love with all of them. I, what can I say? This fire... In a totally professional manner. Of course, well, except, except <laughs> for your husband. Except for your husband, of course, which I hope is both professional Well, actually, and... at work, it is in a totally professional manner because we just separate that. I don't know how we yeah, do it, but we do. You do, it works. But the, the, the fire and the energy on top of the intellect is quite a heady cocktail. I wouldn't say it. Well, no, but, but the intellect <laughs> is... But, but, but seriously, Brig, because there's one thing having lots 
lots of energy and, and good intentions. But where do you sit on the it's fine having passion, but actually you're still going to need some brain power? Because what you're doing is relatively complicated, even no, if you're I not. I don't think so. Really? I, honestly, if I could do this, anyone can. So if everyone's got an idea in it's complex, you know, research it, find out everything about it, make sure you're just not one of those, my language, but BSs. You know, you've got to really understand it, take your time. And then apply it and, and go for it. I don't, I don't think but it takes that okay, much, really. But then just to challenge, if it's that easy, what you just said, why aren't there... Because it's not it's not easy. It's not the same. So I think that's the process. And that's why I'd say I, I, you, you're being very kind with all these lovely, lovely descriptions. And, I, you know, I just don't think that of myself. I just think mm. there are lots of entrepreneurs. What's not easy about it is that entrepreneurs basically flick between two feelings at all times, and that's euphoria and terror, <laughs> Like there's no sort of middle ground. Um, and that's not easy. You know, you have to be able to deal with that. Um, it's that perseverance side of things as well that we've already talked about and the resilience to be able to climb the mountains, you know, when you have to. And and that could take any form, right? It could be the business challenges, but actually it could be a pandemic, right? It could be lockdowns. Mm. It could be a macroeconomic environment that we've had to deal with in the last year. There are all sorts of things. So that's what makes it not easy. But as I said, you know, for me, I just love it. I don't know what else to tell you other than I'm passionate about it and, no, I, get and, I, it. and I want to see the end. It's nothing yeah. clever about that. It's just it's and I'll the way stop, it is. I'll stop with the compliments now. Fine. We, we <laughs> haven't do. quite finished, but in my in my final conversation with you, it's what I'm going to go. You're lucky I don't go red. <laughs> You're lucky you don't go red. It's fine. <laughs> Stay with me for that final conversation with Priya Lakhani. We've also got some Esperanza Sporting. That's coming up in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Esperanza Sporting with I Adore You. I'm not going to embarrass you. It's Priya Lakhani. She's my business shaper today. CEO and founder of Century Tech. You talked about a lot of stuff and it's it's brilliant. If anyone's either in it or they're thinking about doing it, then I think they've they've had a don't, bit of a... Don't get in your own way. Don't get in your own way. Well, this is, this is what I was going to say. So two quick questions before we go to your song choice. How do you stop people getting in their own way? What do you say to them? I just say don't get in your own way. Just like that. Just stop. I told you I'm not that clever. Um, no, I, 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 think, I think that's it? what What's... we do. I think we um, come up with lots of reasons to stall ourselves. I think a lot of people, say for example, it doesn't have to be about running a business. It could be, you know, people who get offered amazing board seats or advisory roles. They suffer from imposter syndrome and that's really, really common. And I think you've just got to understand that, look, everyone feels that way, but everyone contributes. Everyone has their unique experiences. You know, you add value in your own personal way your perspective is important and it's just sort of trying to tell yourself that enough times yeah, and then when you there's, when, there's you no know, there's no great magic to it other than that it's like don't self-confidence really so if you hear that it? voice that voice is yeah. just it's just the voice of insecurity it's not real yeah exactly and, and the second question i have and we talked a lot about where you're going and your mission and you started with your values that sense of north star if you look forward five years from now is that north star still going to be shining brightly of course it will because it, it's the only thing that matters. and Because it's, it, the North Star is not necessarily just one thing. It could be your values, or it could be this mission to transform education, right? So I've got that. Um, but it, but it's also the values. It's how you do that. What, you know, anyone can go on a journey, right? But the point is, is that how you go on that journey and how you take people with you on the journey, how you treat people, all of that is really, really important. And so... And so uh, until, yeah, the day that I, I'm not here, that mm. I will be on that journey in that direction because that's the right thing to do. And I also want to teach my own children 
that that is what is important in life. We live one life, it's short, right? And so we have to live it in the way in which uh, you personally see it best. And, and for me, I just want to ensure that you can look in the mirror every day. You know, you're doing the right thing. You're trying to be kind, be helpful. I want to change the world in even a small, tiny little way and move the dial even a little tiny, tiny way in the positive way. And and if that's my contribution, and, and I may fail at it, but if I try, then, well, that's the best thing that I can do and the best way to spend my time. It's been great talking to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your time today. I really enjoyed it. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? So my song choice, I know, is a common song choice. Um, but the reason I'm choosing it is because... Every time I hear it, I realise I needed to hear it. And actually, I think that will make sense from the conversation that we have. So my song choice is I'm relying on good old Louis and it's uh, What a Wonderful World. That was Louis Armstrong with What a Wonderful World, the song choice of my business shaper today, Priya Lakani. She talked about the importance of having a North Star, of having values that you stick to as you navigate your own journey. She talked about the critical critical foundation of having passion for the project. People see the passion, they feel the passion, it's what they buy. And finally, I love this equation from her. No plus no plus no plus no plus time equals yes. What a great way of thinking about being a founder. That's it from me and Jazz Shapers. Have a lovely weekend. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. We hope you enjoyed that edition of Jazz Shapers. You'll find hundreds more guests available for you to listen to in our archive. To find out more, just search Jazz Shapers in iTunes or your favourite podcast platform or head over to mishcon.com forward slash jazzshapers.